Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, my guest is Carissa Stepp. Carissa is a speaker, relationship coach, and energy healer. She graduated from James Madison University with a degree in quantitative finance and financial economics. She began her career on Wall Street, working for a prominent investment bank and later various investment firms. In her over 10 plus year career in finance, Carissa always seemed to struggle with feeling like she had a much bigger purpose and that she was designed to help others in a more meaningful way. It wasn't until she experienced a significant life disruption that she embarked on a journey of healing and self-discovery and uncovered how she could serve others. She now guides clients through creating transformations in their lives and helps them understand who they truly are, their purpose, and how to find the power in the pain to create a life they love. Carissa is also a recovering people pleaser and perfectionist and now helps guide clients through healing their inner self-critic, letting go of the guilt, and the tendency to give more than they have. Together with clients, she helps them release the thought and behavioral patterns that are holding them back so they can step into a more empowered, authentic, confident, and interdependent version of themselves and ultimately find a meaningful relationship that aligns with their true value and worth. Carissa, I am so excited to have you on the show today. And I always like to ask my guests about their why and what was the catalyst for their shift. So can you share that with us today? Sure, absolutely. So first, I just want to say thank you for having me here. I'm super excited to be chatting with you today. Um, so yeah, so it was right before the pandemic happened. Mm. I found myself, you know, in my marriage being chronically frustrated, mm. feeling extremely disconnected from my partner. Um, just even from myself, I would look in the mirror and start to wonder, who is this person that's staring back at me? Mm. I didn't feel like myself anymore. I felt like I had gotten so far away from who I was, you know, 10 years before, when, before I had children, before I got married. And um, it was actually the death of a very close friend of mine that caused me to sort of wake up and say, oh my gosh, our time on this earth really truly is limited. And here's my dear friend who's leaving behind two small children and doesn't have the same opportunity to find, you know, to, to basically reinvent her life, right? I mean, she lived uh -huh. an amazing life, but here I am. I don't know how much time I have left and I need to figure this out quickly because mm -hmm. Every moment is a gift and mm -hmm. I need to be starting to live. I need to start living my life in the present moment and mm -hmm. find my happiness and my wholeness. Mm -hmm. So it led me on this journey of self-discovery. And as a matter of fact, I had a session with an intuitive mm -hmm. in my desperate search for answers oh, who, yeah. said, who said to me, I don't know why my guys are telling me this. I know nothing about it, but you need to look into this thing called human design. <gasps> oh. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, what is it? And she's like, honestly, I don't even know. She's like, you have to like kind of figure it out. Someone literally just mentioned to me in passing recently, and I'm, uh -huh. I've not done any kind of research on it. Mm -hmm. 
So of course, the first thing I did was I hopped off the call and I jumped onto <laughs> Google and yes. went down the deep rabbit hole of human design and haven't looked back since. Oh, that's awesome. Uh-huh. So um, I, you know, studied with Karen Curry Parker. I completed all four levels of her training. I did um, her quantum alignment system practitioner. Oh, nice. As well. And it really led to this period of deep healing and mm -hmm. self-discovery to really remember really who I was mm -hmm. and back to this place of wholeness where I could now say that I can confidently say that I have found the joy and the happiness within me mm -hmm. that I can now share and spread that generously with others instead of doing what I did before, which was I would always overgive, 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 and just ignore right. what I needed mm -hmm. for the sake of the happiness of the people around me. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a very long-winded story, but no. That's beautiful. No, I thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, I think uh, when sometimes when people go into these professional programs, they think, oh, I'm going to gain professionally, but they don't realize how much you shift personally. Mm -hmm. And um, so can you share a little bit about um, kind of your shift through it and, and a little bit about the quantum alignment system. I'd love, um, for listeners to understand the quantum alignment system as well. Sure. So, um, you know, I mean, I think that the beauty of using say human design as a tool is that mm -hmm. you can, it's so complex and it's so layered, but mm -hmm. you kind of learn it at a pace that you're able to keep up with, right? So mm -hmm. you can go as deep and as far as you want to go. Right. When, when you're ready, right? There's no one kind of like dumping all this information on you and you're like overwhelmed and you don't know what to do with it. I feel like it's very much something that you can use and kind of peel back the layers as you're ready to, because there's definitely a lot there that we can kind of work on. And yes. so human design for me is like this great self-discovery tool to help me, under, help me at least understand what my talents, my gifts, my strengths were. But then on the flip side of that, also understanding what my shortcomings were, where I needed to spend some time in the shadows and where I wasn't really living up to my full potential. Yes. So the beauty of the quantum alignment system is that it brings that awareness mm -hmm. to um, EFT, which is a, is tapping if people are mm -hmm. not familiar, the emotional freedom techniques. So it allows you to use human design kind of as like your assessment tool to figure out what you need to heal mm -hmm. and then use the tapping to rewrite some of those self-limiting beliefs that go hand in hand with where those, you know, with what's holding you back, those limitations that maybe are holding you back from that full potential. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you can shift so much with EFT. I, you know, I use a EFT pr practitioner sometimes when I'm needing to shift um, a thought form or pull up, pull back a layer and um, release it. So, yeah, what a beautiful uh, pairing of modalities together. So um, yeah, it can be so helpful and you can get a lot done in one session. Um, so we also, so we met through um, the practitioner training um, and we also did the life cycles analysis. So we learned how to do Saturn returns and solar returns and Uranus opposition um, as well as um, NDEs, which I'm kind of excited about. I don't know about you. Um, and, uh, but was there 
a um, shift. I know a lot of people, the pandemic was a huge shift for them. Just that in itself. I know for me that shifted and evolved my practice. Was it that or was it maybe was it one of the returns or oppositions that um, was your big catalyst? So interestingly enough, my Uranus opposition, the peak date was 20 was May 2021. Wow. So I literally, it was like, I thought it was the pandemic, right? That had mm-hmm. caused like awareness and this, mm-hmm. this moment, this moment of pause where I had to really kind of look at my life and say, mm-hmm. okay, is this what I really want going forward right. mm-hmm. without realizing that I was actually coming upon a huge turning point in my life cycle, which is my mm-hmm. Uranus opposition, because with a Uranus opposition or any life cycle moment, you're kind of, there's a buildup of about two years or so leading mm-hmm. up to the peak date and then say about two to three years coming down off of it. And so the fact that it all sort of kind of happened in one, you know, over like the same time period is yes. in some ways I'm grateful for the fact that I had that time to kind of walk away from the busyness and distractions of life. Mm-hmm. We start to work on myself because I had the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So it was a gift in my opinion. It was a oh, gift yeah. in a lot of different ways. So um, yeah. So interestingly enough, like everything sort of timed out <laughs> like mm-hmm. the pandemic and my Uranus opposition. And, you know, I know that Karen Curry Parker, when she talks about the Uranus opposition, I know some people have termed it as like a, almost like a, a midlife crisis kind of thing, mm-hmm. early midlife crisis. Right. She she tends to think that the Chiron return is more of a midlife crisis mm-hmm. or a midlife turning point. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, in understanding you know my specific chart, mm-hmm. it was interesting to see that there were overlapping themes between my Chiron and my Uranus opposition. So for me, it felt hugely impactful because I believe that up until say 2020, 2021, I was really getting very far out of alignment with mm-hmm. who I was. Mm-hmm. And so it was extremely um, impactful. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, and I still feel like I went through a very large transition and transformation mm-hmm. in a very short period of time, but I had the energy supporting me to do that. Right. Being brought these experiences, mm-hmm. um, relationships, people that had energies of themes of things that I needed to heal and work on Mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. Oh yeah. So powerful. So powerful. And it's beautiful. You had all these tools Mm -hmm. as well that you were learning and also getting to experience at the same time. Yeah, that's just beautiful. And it is, it's so interesting to see how the themes do go through all of our uh, the cycles and how they kind of meld together almost in a way. And I do, I feel like that 2020 really was, I remember feeling this incredible, uh, almost panicked energy just in the collective and around where it's like, we need to slow down. We need to slow down. We need to slow down, but still riding that train, you know, continuing on this train and, I agree. I think that um, it was such a, uh, a a beautiful time and not discounting the death and anything that happened during the pandemic, but 
it was a time to slow down and really, really reevaluate what is important to all of us. And especially with the story that you shared of your friend who passed. So, um, you know, you're just really um, honoring her memory by uh, doing this work. So, you know, I, I send that to you. Um, so, yeah, so you have these themes that happen, and uh, I really wish I would have known about my Uranus opposition when I was in the 40s, because, um, and I mean, I studied astrology for so, so many years before, and no one ever mentioned the Uranus opposition, which was very interesting, um, and maybe it was because of my age, I don't know, but I see the themes that were brought up by that, and for me, my Chiron return was a huge catalyst, because mine happened um, right during the pandemic. So we all, I think people need to realize that we do all hit it when we're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And we need to realize, and you talked about how you didn't feel like you were in your purpose um, and you were not in alignment and realizing that um, I don't, are, do you have the gate one? I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Realizing, you know, if you have the gate one or um, uh, you're aligned six, that you're not failing your mission, that it, you will be guided and aligned as long as you are being present mm -hmm. and really aligning with things, and, you know. And so when we are not in alignment um, and people pleasing, Mm -hmm. And you talked about being a recovering people pleaser and a perfectionist. When we're doing that, we're not in alignment. We're not living who we are, who our true self is. And so can you tell us maybe two or three tips on how you can shift out of people pleasing and follow your inner light? Sure. Um, so, I mean, I think obviously the first thing would be, um, you know, getting into alignment with who you are. So usually mm -hmm. something like human design is a great tool to understanding, you know, what, um, you know, what you're here to share with other people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times when we are people pleasers, it's, it's something that is a behavior that gets instilled in us from a very young age. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oftentimes we're living, we're trying to meet other people's expectations right. as opposed to following our own dreams, right? Or pursuing our own passions. We're doing what we think other people want from us mm -hmm. or um, trying to make other people happy or approve of us, right? Mm -hmm. That fear of rejection, I think, as a people pleaser is really strong. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other aspect of that, and this kind of goes back to like my specific human design and for anyone out there who has a completely open solar plexus or an undefined <laughs> solar plexus, right? Like yes, dealing with other people's big, strong, intense emotions can be very overwhelming for us. Mm -hmm. We tend to try to mitigate that by making that person happy and not triggering them or not um, speaking right. our truth. Mm -hmm. We try to avoid that confrontation because it is so uncomfortable in our bodies when mm -hmm. we confront it or when we have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. so, so I think, you know, understanding what it is that you want, what is it that mm -hmm. you want for your life? Like is take a look at your life today and do an assessment and understand, like, is this what I wanted for my life? Is this 
the track that I thought I would be on? Mm -hmm. um, am I doing something that feels meaningful and fulfilling? Mm -hmm. Because we are here and we are meant to be using our natural talents and gifts in a way that feels easy and effortless. And we should be using them on a daily basis. So mm -hmm. how are we sharing them with the world? Are we doing mm -hmm. that in our day to day? Are we able to do that in our day to day? Mm -hmm. So I think it's like understanding, you know, what it is you need. Right? Mm -hmm. like people pleasers, we tend to put everyone else's needs ahead of our own. Mm -hmm. so understanding what it is that we need mm -hmm. and making that a priority. Yes. Because mm -hmm. we're constantly de-emphasizing our own needs. What happens is in our relationships is our partners or the our people that we love de-emphasize our needs, right? And it's not mm -hmm. that they're necessarily de-emphasizing it. It's just that we've told them through example and through our own behavior right. that our needs aren't important. Exactly. And so when we can set clear and healthy boundaries around what it is that we need asking for what we need mm -hmm. that helps us move past the people pleasing because then we can come back into alignment with who we are because then we are honoring our truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that is perfect. And so um, if you were, so you're a sacral type, you are a generator type. So how would you explain it to a sacral type? Um, how to honor yourself? So basically tuning into that sacral response. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people, what happens is, is when we're young children, mm -hmm. we are often encouraged to use our words, right? So when mm -hmm. we're little, we may be using our sacral sounds, which is uh-huh, uh-uh, or mm-hmm, mm-mm. Of course, we can get into the nuances of if you're right, a right. generator, but that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if we are responding like that as children with just like these grunting noises of uh-huh, uh-uh, we're often encouraged and told by our parents, no, use your words, right. say no, please say no, thank you, mm -hmm. useful sentences. And so we get really conditioned away from our sacral motor. Right. So learning what that feels like in your body is so important. So going through and practicing yes or no questions, having someone asking you yes or no questions can really help you turn that sacral motor back on mm -hmm. and become aware of what that feels like in your body. Mm -hmm. The yes should feel like whether it's like a surge of energy or like a fluttering mm -hmm. in your gut or an expansion in your body. Like those are all signs that like your sacral is lit up and is saying mm -hmm. yes. So making sure that you have a full body yes when you mm -hmm. are committing to something. Yes. Sacral being is so, so important because if you're saying yes to things that your body's really saying no to, mm -hmm then you're going to deplete your energy and you're going to move away from your truth, right? You're going to move away. You're going to be spending your energy on things that you're not meant to instead of focusing on the things that you are here to focus on and where mm -hmm. you are able to, you know, give back or to serve others in, in a way that's healthy, not in a way that's codependent. Right. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so how would you, so we have non-sacral beings, beings. Now that's a little, there's a little more nuance to that. How would you, you know, those non-sacral beings who might have a lot of openness and of course, maybe a little more conditioning, how would you uh, advise them? Yeah. I mean, I think that would all go back to looking at someone's specific chart and understanding what their authority is mm -hmm. um, and obviously what their strategy is, because that'll depend on whether, you know, if they're a manifester versus a projector versus mm -hmm. a projector. 
Um, but you know, I think that for most part, it seems like to me, like a lot of the types, it's like talking things out a lot of mm-hmm. times, wide clarity. Um, and people really have that innate wisdom. They know the right answers for them. It's all within, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, every single one of us, no matter what our human design type is, our inner knowing is mm-hmm. has the answers, right? We mm-hmm. have our own inner wisdom and we just need to learn how to tap into it. Um, sometimes, you know, we could say, you know, our intuition and our intuition does speak to us in different ways mm-hmm. for sacral beings. It might be, you know, your sacral might be the most obvious way that your intuition kind of maybe mm-hmm. talks to you. But of course we can get into like all of the different clairs and how our intuition right. to us as well. And that's really where we should be listening to our internal mm-hmm. guidance is through mm-hmm. our, you know, through our clear abilities, so to say. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I love how you uh, tapped on that finding the right person to talk things through. Having a sounding board can help mm-hmm. uh, non-sacral beings. Um, and then, yeah, looking at their authority, whether it's splenic or, you know, emotional and riding their waves or listening to those whispers. Um, I love watching the splenic authority people and when they get it, when they get that, you know, pulse and they're, and it, it's so exciting. So thank you for explaining that. I've never um, asked that question of somebody. And I think people need to understand that and understand it in a different way, maybe than it's been explained to them uh, before. So um, thank you for sharing that. So you got on this track uh, with human design in 2020 and you haven't looked back have you always had some kind of spiritual practice were you attracted to different modalities when you were younger and would you share that with us absolutely so I went to Catholic school my entire life oh. um, until college so <laughs> I definitely had like a, a religious background I mm-hmm. would say And the unique thing was, is that I had um, some teachers in high school, I had one teacher specifically in high school that I can remember by name, who Mm -hmm. literally encouraged us to question Mm -hmm. our beliefs, which Mm -hmm. is very unusual, I think, from a very traditional, say, Catholic upbringing. Mm -hmm. And so that was always something that I always had in the back of my mind, that it's okay to question, right? I felt safe questioning my beliefs, Ah. which was good. Yes, you know, that being said, I do believe that the Catholic church in a lot of ways kind of teaches from this place of fear mm-hmm. um, and from this place of um, shame, right? Like mm-hmm. you feel like a heavy sense of shame when you do something that goes against God, right? Or right. anything like that. And that's something that I've had to spend a lot of time kind of getting over. Mm-hmm. I think shame can be very limiting Yes. Mindset, right? Like we default to shame. It makes it very hard for us to take accountability for our actions Mm -hmm. because shame is so uncomfortable that we sort of just hold everything at a distance, right? Mm -hmm. Getting a little bit far far away from your question here, but no, no, this is good. Keep going. So I had a friend in high school whose mother was a Reiki master Mm. and he was studying Reiki. So my first introduction to say like the alternative world of like woo, you know, the woo mm-hmm. world yeah. was through this, you know, friendship of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, it opened my eyes to like a different way of being and a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that, um, you know, it, it was interesting because like I accepted it and I experienced it and I could feel like when he would do Reiki on me, if I had like a headache, I could feel mm-hmm. the energy. Like there definitely was a recognition Mm-hmm. on a 
physical level of what Reiki felt like. But I don't know that spiritually I sort of was there necessarily because right. I was still in my Catholic faith at that point. Mm-hmm. I guess. But I would say that as the years went on and as I had various events in my life, um, some traumatic experiences in my life, mm-hmm. I started to question, you know, does God even exist, right? Like, mm-hmm. how, how do these bad things like 9-11, I was mm-hmm. downtown, I was in downtown Manhattan on 9-11, literally like ran down 48 flights of stairs because we weren't sure if our building was being hit next, was in Battery Park watching people jump from oh. the stairs, like was in Battery Park when the first tower came down, like terrifying, terrifying, because we didn't know which way it was going, right? No one knew it was coming straight down. Right. These things that happened um, in my life really made me question, like, how is there a God if he's letting these things happen? And I had a really hard time reconciling this in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so what I've come to realize is that God gave us the gift of free will. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to step in and stop the bad things from happening. Right. And it's a gift and it's a curse, but we live in a world of duality, right? Mm-hmm. We live in a world that is, you know, dark and light and mm-hmm. we can't have one without the other. Right. And so I've kind of come away from a very um, structured mm-hmm. religion kind of framework and right. kind of more into this spirituality um, mindset, which is... Um, more about just knowing that God isn't here to be something that's feared. Right. God is in all of us and connects sorry, all of us. Say that again? Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> and, you know, it's more of um, something that aligns all of us and unites all of us together. Mm-hmm. And there doesn't have to be a formalized tradition or practice around it. It's you have right. to do what feels good and right for you. And however you want to connect with your own divinity mm-hmm. is what's correct for you. And I'm not here to tell anyone what's right and what's wrong. That's right. up to us to decide. And God's not judging us for making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Every decision that we make or every experience that we make have, or every mistake that we make is meant to teach us something, right? We're here mm-hmm. to learn something or remember something about ourselves that we've forgotten. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've sort of rambled and gotten a little bit away. I think maybe perhaps from your original question, but (laughs) but it was basically a confluence of a lot of different things that kind of led me down this spiritual path. Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, the thing that I love about, um, you know, these modalities that I use is that it is open and available to anyone, no matter what they practice or, you know, Mm -hmm. what their belief system Mm -hmm. might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's one guiding source that um, has brought these things to us. So that's beautiful. I love that. I'm, I'm really thankful that you shared that with us because I think that's so important and we have to honor these times when we have these uh, moments like you be experiencing 9-11 wow, what a powerful, and yeah, it's a trauma, but it's, it's one of those things that you really was another catalyst for you to shift your mindset and um, beliefs and question it and, and expand, you know, all of these things are here for our evolution. So um, I thank you for sharing that story and the impact it did have on your life. 
So as we kind of wrap things up, um, do you have any more uh, guidance you'd like to share with our listeners uh, about uh, what you do, any more steps towards um, aligning with their purpose and who they are? Um, sure. So, I mean, if you don't mind me mentioning, I am currently working on like a relationship reboot program. Um, nice. And really, you know, taking it from a different angle, it's not like this is couples counseling or anything like that. It's more about doing the work on yourself first so mm. and find that happiness, that wholeness within mm -hmm. you, heal the things within you so that you can then improve your relationship with others mm -hmm. and strengthen that relationship. Because I think mm -hmm. you know, what happens is, is that we get so busy with life. We get so distracted with the mm -hmm. you know doings of life that it's very hard to kind of come back into the being of who we are. Mm -hmm. So once we can come back into being who we are, where we have healed our self-worth, where we have, you know, a good sense of lovability, where we've learned to self-trust, you know, our ability to make good decisions for ourselves. Um, and we're able to find the joy within us so that we're not seeking it in someone else. Or we're not expecting someone else to provide the holes that are, you know, to fill right. the gap within us it allows us to then take our relationships to another level. Mm -hmm. So it helps us to create or rebuild or attract relationships that are in alignment and reflective of mm -hmm. the healed place that we are now in. Yes. And so I would love to invite, you know, listeners, if they are in a relationship where maybe they're struggling right now or they're mm -hmm. looking for that like reset button to reconnect back with their partners in a deep and meaningful way, you know, please reach out because that's something that I love to do. I like to go deep with people. There's this is not, not surface level stuff. You know, we like mm -hmm. to go deep and uh, really kind of do the work rolling up our sleeves to get to a place where we are feeling fulfilled on a daily basis in our relationships and in our life and our purpose. Oh, I love that. Yes. And so you're working one-on-one -on -one with people right now and your reboot, when will that be launching? Yep. So um, that's going to be more of a group coaching program. And mm -hmm. I'm hoping to start launching that in October. I'm doing a lot of the legwork this summer. It's taking me a little bit longer as a solopreneur to get yes. it up the ground, but um, the launch date is looking to be like in October at some point. So awesome. So stay tuned on your website yes, and on Instagram and Facebook. So that takes us to how you can reach out to Carissa. She is available uh, through her website at carissastep.com. That is C-O-R-I-S-S-A-S-T-E-P-P.com, as well as Instagram at Carissa Step. And on Facebook at Carissa Step. And again, that is C-O-R-I-S-S-A-S-T-E-P-P. -S -S Carissa, thank you so much for being on here and sharing your wisdom and your guidance with our listeners. And I look forward to hearing more about your, uh, your new program that's coming out in October. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. This has been the Integra podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Don't forget to like and subscribe and talk with you soon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts 
body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness Mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at integraholisticwellness.com. That's support at integraholisticwellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at Integra Holistic Wellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.